What's going on, guys? This episode sponsored by Athletic Greens. It's a green powder that's very, very healthy. You throw in water. I drink this stuff every morning. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash opi. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to my little live stream as the sun goes down here in New York City. Uh, yeah, we're 500 feet above uh, the streets of man. Oh, what did I just do? Hold on a second. I got to. OK, I wanted to get to the comments. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to get to the comments and say hi to Tim McConnell, who's first on the Facebook. You got Jennifer Ferris saying afternoon delight. Uh, uh, who's saying afternoon delight? Uh Starlight, uh, uh, something starlight. Oh, sh- sugar. <laughs> Holla, what's up, RJ Henners? How are you? David Turner, what's going on? Vincent Scaramuzzo, Joseph Egan, and Vivek Sharma. They are coming in, all the regulars. I like seeing that. Ted Palawada. All right, enough of the shout-outs. Um, I got hit in the head uh, by a pigeon, so I'm a bit wobbly. It's been uh, it's been quite the day. Uh, hit in the head by a pigeon? Do tell. I it just happened, and I, I'm in a bit of shock. I, um, as you know by now, I, I take the electric scooter, and I, that's how I get my kids back and forth to school. It's made uh, the commute of dropping the kids off and picking them up uh, just glorious. It's so much faster. Usually the process would take, because I have to go back and forth, because they start different times. Sometimes they're in different schools. It all depends on the year. Blah, blah, blah. But the whole process used to take at least uh, at least an hour a day. And I was on the scooter with my son, and um, he gets nervous when he sees the squirrels scurrying about. But you should be nervous when the squirrels scurry about, because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're panicky peats. Uh, they, they think to themselves, should I go left? Should I go right? I don't know what to fucking do. And half the time as they're trying to figure it out, they get run over by something. Squirrels are stupid. So he gets a little nervous when he sees the squirrels running back and forth uh, across the path that we're on. And every once in a while you see a rat in the middle of the day running across the path. Um, and there's a lot of pigeons, a lot of pigeons. And when he sees the pigeons, he gets very, very nervous. And if we're going at a decent speed, all of a sudden he'll duck way down and it, it makes the whole scooter like this wobbly. So I get a little annoyed uh, with my son. I'm like, oh, my God, will you stop doing that? The pigeons aren't going to hit us. The, the, the birds in general want to avoid us like the plague. They don't want anything to do with us, right? So today I see a, 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 like a group of pigeons, three or four on a wall, and they come flying toward us. And my son does what he usually does, and he ducks down like this. And now the scooter's all wobbly. And I'm trying to you know, make sure we're not going to crash. And in my head, I'm a little annoyed because I'm like, oh, my God, I've told my son a million times that these birds, it's almost impossible to hit one. Sure enough, as I'm thinking that, I get a whack on the side of my, of my head. This bird was, I saw it coming at me, right? 
And then it, it, it then it made a dramatic like swing turn, like it was trying to avoid me, but he miscalculated and smacked me right in the head. And uh, my son might have laughed. He thought it was hilarious because I'm the, always the one saying, "Oh my God, these birds—they're not going to hit you. Stop! Stop with the ducking." Um, I was just more in shock. I didn't get hurt or anything like that. I was like, "How? How did that just happen?" And then it brought me back to the day. Uh, Club Soda Kenny would drive me home every day from Sirius XM, and uh, we we annihilated a pigeon on a side street very close to this building. Kenny's going at a nice speed. He's probably going like, I don't know, maybe 30 miles an hour. And same thing, you see these birds, and it's almost impossible uh, uh, to hit them. And this bird just did a turn, thought it could get by us, and it hit Kenny's windshield and went, bam! And it pretty much disintegrated in front of our faces. And I'm like, oh, my God! And Kenny goes, did you see that, G.H.? That blew up pretty good. And then we slow down because we're like, uh, maybe we should try to figure out if there's anything we can do. We couldn't find the thing. But, like, uh, pigeon uh, feathers were just kind of floating down in front of us as we continued our, our drive. I personally think that the the bird, uh, the pigeon, survived that 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 hit to the to the windshield of Kenny's car. Ready for the bomb cyclone storm this weekend? Tim Weber says, "Yeah, we're going to be hit with what? We might get up to a foot of snow or something like that in New York City." And now I'm uh, debating: Do I leave the car on the street and get completely buried in snow, or do I move it to a garage and pay uh, you know pay a minimum of eighty dollars a day? What do, what do I do? Because if we're going to get like over a foot of snow, um, uh, it's it could take up to a week to get the snow removed from the street so I could park my car back on the street. So because I don't do the monthly anymore, they'll hammer me for $80 a fucking day. And I guarantee they have some weird surcharge, some weird storm surcharge where they're like, oh, we got to add $10 a day on. Why? Why? Because uh, there's a snowstorm. What, what does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with your business? What are you talking about? So you know what? I think I'm going to roll the dice. And I think I'm going to leave my car on the streets of New York during a blizzard. <laughs> so <laughs> that'll, make, that'll make for a good live stream when I'm, uh, when I'm in, the, when, when I'm in like basically my car, a.k.a. an igloo. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, a lot of people die that way, man. They go in their car and they don't realize that their exhaust pipe... Are they exhaust pipes these days? I was trying to explain, like, like uh, exhaust and car pollution to my kids. They didn't understand. I'm like, you have no idea. I mean, there's still pollution every day coming from cars, but I'm like, it's a lot cleaner. So when we were growing up, you would see the exhaust just spilling out of these cars all day long and it was in the air like these mini fucking clouds and they just couldn't wrap their head around that and then I I was like we would go to sporting events or concerts and you were allowed to smoke obviously and there would just be a giant fucking cloud of cigarette smoke that would just be at the top of the, uh, the arena and you know that's the only seats we could afford so we're like this you know trying to fucking uh, look through the uh the cigarette smoke to, to enjoy the, in this case, the Islanders at the Nassau Coliseum. Oh, my God. I'm so glad 
they got rid of uh, smoking in public for real. Remember, you can only wear your clothes like once. You'd come home and everything would smell like uh, like cigarettes. Oh, by the way, oh my God, I do have something else. I hope he's not watching. I, I thought I lost a friend today, and then um, how do I? How do I? Uh, I just kind of gave away the punchline, but that's all right. So basically, um, a, a good friend of mine. Had to have major, I mean major surgery yesterday. Major. And the last thing we talked about on Monday was uh, the Bills loss. He's a, he's a Bills fan as well. And we just had this small talk about uh, the Bills. And then I was hanging up going, oh my God, this might be the last time I ever fucking talk to this guy. He had a 50-50 chance of surviving this, um, this major surgery. I'm not going to mention the name. As long as I don't mention the name, I think I'm good. And as long as I don't mention what type of surgery. But he's, uh, he's the type of guy that he probably would have no problem with me uh, mentioning his name. But for now, i got to play it safe. I can't be stupid all the time like I used to be in the past. So I, I knew the surgery was coming. He checked in with me one last time. We talked about the bills. He was laughing. I'm like, are you nervous? He's like, eh, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. His, his outlook on this whole crazy surgery and possibly dying was absolutely insane, it, how casual he was, about, he was about it. But he also said, I have a very good medical team, and I think I'll be all right. I go, but it's a 50-50 chance. He goes, ah, I know. So I said, hey, I got positive energy coming your way, blah, blah, blah. All right. So the surgery's yesterday. I know he's going to be in surgery for, give or take, at, at least seven hours, seven or eight hours, could be more, all right? This guy, he goes to me, look, um, on the other side of this, I'll either write you or my wife will. And obviously what he was basically saying was, if I uh, write you, you know I made it. <laughs> and if my wife writes you, you know I did it. I'm like, oh, my God, all right. So I'm laughing uh, uncomfortably because I really like this person. Yesterday, I'm all nervous because I know uh, he was going in. I wrote him a text uh, right before he was leaving for the hospital. One last, you know, you got this. So about four hours in, I get a text from his wife. I'm like, oh, my God. He goes, hey, this is blah, blah. I'm blah, blah's wife. Um, I never met her. Uh, and she goes, uh, the surgery is half over. He's doing really good, but we have another three or four hours to go. This was at, um, I think it was at 1130. Yeah, it was at 1130 yesterday morning. So then I'm doing the math. I'm like, okay, so I should hear from her again around 230, maybe 330, give or take an hour or two after that. So I'll accept uh, if she even writes me by 530 yesterday. So 3.30, I'm doing the live stream. I did the live stream around 4 yesterday, right? We talked for about an hour. I get off around 5, no text. 5.30, no text. 6 o'clock, no text. 6.30, having dinner with the family, no text. I'm like, what is going on? Because obviously I was on, on, on a very small list of people that this person wanted to contact during this whole uh, operation he was having. Um, we finished dinner. I'm watching basketball. I start talking to my wife. I'm like, this ain't good. She said three or four more hours. We're now six, seven hours later. I'm going to bed. There's no text. So I got to be honest. I went to bed going, holy shit, my friend died. He didn't make it. It was a 50, uh, 50 uh, chance that he, uh, he would survive this thing. And he didn't make it. His wife would have fucking texted me. 
She said it in the text. We have three or four more hours to go. You know, I'll get, I'll get back to you. So I literally went to bed thinking my friend was done. And I was really, really bummed. And then in the middle of the night, I rolled over and I, I checked my phone, like, hoping that she wrote me, like, after I went to bed. There's no text still. I wake up this morning. There's no text. So I am completely convinced now that my friend did not make it. Now I'm really bummed. I'm looking at my wife. She's kind of giving me a hug. I get the kids to school. I'm like, this is fucking nuts, man. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I can handle another one of these. All of a sudden, around uh, nine, 9 in the morning, my, my friend himself texts me and he goes, Yo, boss. I'm a little groggy and really drugged up and really tired, but besides that, I'm doing good. And I just write back to him, yes, I swear to you, because I already had it in my head that he didn't make it, that I felt like I was getting a text from the great beyond from my friend. And long story short, he's, he, he made it through a surgery that was probably, I, I haven't gotten much details, because then he was talking about other stuff, and I'm like, will you just fucking rest? We could talk about this other stuff, you know, another day. I'm just glad you're okay. I'm glad you got a hold of me. But just rest. Um, But it was the weirdest feeling because I I already processed it in my head using all the info that I had that the wife was going to write me another three or four hours later. and She never wrote me and it it went into the next day. It went into today, basically. I was like, holy shit, he didn't make it. And then when I got the text, it was I, I was sort of creeped out. I'm like, you're supposed to be dead. Why are you texting me? <laughs> I was very relieved because this person is a very good dude. A few of you, pe- uh, excuse me, a few of you people know this person, by the way. Um, but I got I got to talk to him. What he wants to say and what he doesn't want to. But uh, wow, man, wow, just fucking nuts. Uh, Pat Duffy, no better feeling than when somebody close to you makes it through something they couldn't. A buddy of mine beat cancer a couple years ago, and when he called me to tell me he was cancer-free was the greatest feeling in the world. A hundred percent, man. If that doesn't bring tears to your eyes, then you're you're just dead inside. Uh, it's been a bit nerve-wracking. It didn't help that I got in the head by a pigeon. Jesus. <laughs> so I, I was wound a little tight. And I came in hot a few times today. New York will do that to you, though. As soon as you leave the house, every day I'm almost hit by my electric scooter because people don't believe in uh, crosswalks. They're like, it's, I'm just going. I have somewhere to go. So I, I almost get hit almost every day. Um, actually, ooh, yeah, I can admit this. So the other day, um, I committed on my electric scooter and I'm in a crosswalk and there's there's cars that are always stopped at the stop sign I live in an area of New York by the way that it's stop signs which is very rare most of New York has traffic lights all day long and because it's stop signs and because we live very close to a highway which is right outside this window these people are in a hurry to get the fuck out of the city and I don't blame them they just want out of this damn city that just wears you out so they don't really stop at stop signs. And there's cops up and down this road giving tickets out all the time. And they will just float through stop signs and just keep going. And they're always speeding. And a lot of this stuff I didn't notice until I got kids. And now I'm just fucking out of my mind about it. And 
I commit on the on the crosswalk, and you'll see these cars. They either don't see me or don't care, or just basically they go. So the other day I had it. I committed. I was halfway across the street. This lady was at a stop sign. She was kind of rolling. I thought she saw me. She didn't, and she kept going. And she was coming right in front of my nose like this, right? And I'm like, man, I got to teach this woman a lesson because I have had it. So at the last second, she was going to pass me by. It was scary. And there was going to be no foul whatsoever. But I I finally said to myself, I have had it because this happens a lot. So at the last second, I jump off the scooter and push my scooter full force into the side of her car. She jams on the brakes, rolls down the window like, oh, my God, oh, my God. (laughs) She she thought she ran me over. But it was actually me teaching her a lesson and just just throwing, basically throwing my scooter in the side of her car. And it was a nice car, too. And I'm I'm like, I was in the crosswalk. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't know. And then she's like, is there anything I can do for you? I'm like, no, just just pay attention next time. <laughs> and she was so frazzled, and I scared the crap out of her. But I just couldn't take it anymore. And then uh, I go, J-. oh, I did do this. I went like this. You know, you, you, you put your two fingers to your eyes for the people that are just listening to this. You put, uh, I put my two fingers to my eyes, and then I pointed at her like, you know, you got to look better. Uh, and then at that very moment, I was thinking, oh, boy, wrong nationality to do that to. So then I felt a little bad, but I wasn't thinking that. I was just doing the uh, universal sign of, why don't you look, uh, look where you're going better? So then she goes, you sure there's nothing I could do? Because she really thought I hit me. She had no idea that I just, like, I, I jumped off the scooter and at the same time pushed my handlebars as, as hard as I could. I only had about two feet to work with and I really wanted it to make a nice noise so I knew like she technically didn't hit me so I'm like no I'm all right have a nice day and then I picked up my scooter and and uh went on my way so um so that happened uh this morning I was wound a little a little tight uh because of the story I just told you about my friend and not really thinking he made it through his surgery I still didn't know at this moment in time and I was taking Doggy for a walk, and uh, you have to deal with dog owners. All of a sudden, you see another dog, and, and their dog owner coming at you. And most are really friendly, and, and they want their dog to lick your dog's balls and sniff its butt. I guess it's all part of what a dog is. I don't know. I'm learning this shit. Uh, but you never know what you're going to get. I told a story where, you know, uh, the couple told me, do you mind? You know, they, they did not want my dog touching their dog. But it turned out their dog was sick. And a long story short, might have got my dog sick. I told the whole story. It's on the podcast. Um, so this morning, this lady's coming at me, an older lady. And <laughs> and my dog is sizing up her dog. And I'm thinking, all right, they're going to do the dance. And the dance is where they just kind of go in a circle because they're both trying to sniff the other dog's ass. It's hilarious. And neither one wants to give up, and eventually one has to give up. So they size each other up. They're ready to do the dance, and the lady goes, is he friendly? Which, honestly, after the fact, is is a perfect question to ask. Is your dog friendly? Because you don't want your dog's head ripped off. And my response should have been, well, of course my dog's friendly. 
what's the name of your dog? And then we have a nice little friendly exchange. But because I was a little uh, wound tight this morning and uh, I just came in hot and I said, why wouldn't he be? (laughs) And she jumps back with the dog. (laughs) And then she she proceeds to tell me that, well, I asked that question because my dog has been attacked really, really bad where I had to bring it to the vet. And then, look, I got to be honest. The old me probably would let that sit there for a little while. But right away, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I go, I got to tell you, I, I only say that because I take being a dog owner very, very seriously. And then she told this story about this dog park that I actually go to. Her dog's been attacked viciously twice. And she basically said that, um, you know, there are dog owners out there that just aren't doing the doing the right thing with their dog and i'm like i understand i'm i I go i'm really really sorry i gotta apologize again sorry that i was so defensive but i do take this very seriously uh blah 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 then she told me about another dog park that no one knows about that's kind of cool i'm like all right i'll see you there then thank you for that i appreciate it (laughs) so you attacked a lady with me i didn't mean to why are you giving me you know, crap, because I'm being honest with you. You, you want me to just uh, tell you all the goody two-shoe stories? Or you want me to tell you the this, this stuff that, you know, obviously makes me look bad? I know this stuff makes me look bad. I'm not stupid. Oh, I cried over um, uh, my dog's poo to finish up the dog talk. So most of you know that he's had explosive diarrhea. Like, it was shooting out like a hose. I ended up going to the vet. He gave me some um, some medicine to, you know, tighten it up tighten up his stools and he gave him a, a flu shot uh but he wasn't really worried he basically said he probably got food poisoning so um we went through hell for a week every time this dog um went to the bathroom the cleanup was an absolute nightmare because he's got he's got pretty thick fur you know he's a golden doodle so we're just trying to wash out poo from his fur and i told you we used the scissors that we actually cut our meat to cut out fur because we just couldn't get the the fur clean and every time we walked a dog we were just on edge because we're like oh my god here we go again we'd bring him into this uh, apartment and the problem with owning a dog in in new york city like if you have a house or something and your dog is a mess like that you can hose him down you can keep him outside and and get them all clean before you bring him into the house but with these apartments, you have no choice. So you got to bring them, bring them into your apartment with a with a poo butt or muddy feet, and you're like, ah, now you're putting them into your nice shower and trying to wash them down and stuff like that. So day after day, he had just horrible diarrhea that was just making cleanup. Literally every time he pooed, it was a minimum of a half hour to forty five minutes to get everything right so he could wander around your apartment. And one of those poos, I told you, uh, it froze. It was something like single digits. I was leaving New York around 5 in the morning, and he pooed right outside my car. I'm like, oh, my God, no. Well, diarrhea, I, I shouldn't even call it poo. And then I took the um, uh, paper towels, and I'm trying to clean it, and I realized it froze to his fur. So then he had to jump in my car like that. So then I had to clean out my car. That took over an hour because now he's sitting here and there because he couldn't get comfortable. So every time he sat, he's leaving diarrhea behind in my car. Long story short, took him for a walk, and I'm like, here we go again. He squats over, and a nice, solid log falls out of his butt. 
Do you know that it almost brought me to tears? <laughs> I'm like, it's finally over, thank God. I was like, I was like, I was like praying, uh, I was, uh, I was praying to Jesus. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it almost brought me to my knees in tears that I finally saw a solid log. And ever since, he's been, he's been good. But I never thought in my life that uh, a dog taking a solid poo would bring me to tears. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, let's talk about Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I love Athletic Greens. It's a green powder. You throw it in water. has all sorts of healthy stuff in it. And that's how I start my day. It's helping me with my gut health. It's giving me more energy. It's helping optimize my immune system. And I got to tell you, I do not like taking vitamins with those big pills. So I don't do that anymore. I drink Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens. Supports better sleep quality and recovery. Supports mental clarity and alertness. It's recommended by professional athletes. Trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss. Not Tim Ferriss. Oh, my God. And Michael Gervais. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do, visit athleticgreens.com slash opie. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash opie to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I finally got boosted and I'm feeling um, a little sluggish, a little tired. That's what's so funny about people out there, you know. They just buy into all sorts of uh, horse crap. No, no pun intended, Joe Rogan. In the end, I wanted to do a, a lot of research on my own. Uh, and I finally said, okay, it's time to get boosted. And I got boosted. And now I'm feeling a little tired and a little sluggish. But I'm very, very happy after doing all my research. You know that uh, not one cable news host influenced my decision whether to be boosted or not isn't that crazy no no who i listen to more than than any talking head on a cable news channel i listen to my brother who's uh pretty much a scientist he's a scientist and a marine biologist i listen to him i listen to uh dr steve i uh, checked out some cdc stuff I talked to another doctor in my family, and I took my time because I knew I wasn't uh, out out and about in, in, in the public eye for the most part. And then I, I finally decided, okay, I went to say VS, and I got I got boosted, finally, because um, I got my second shot, like, last April. Will you get another booster? I, I'll, I'll boost all day long if I have to, Steve. Is that the new thing? How many boosters are you gonna get? <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll keep boosting. Why not? Especially, uh, well, I guess it'll depend on uh, moving forward, what kind of variants we're getting and whatnot, and uh, and then I'll continue to do uh, my research. And yeah, if I have to get another boost uh, booster, then I'll get another booster. I'm all over the place supporting. Uh, I'm supporting Rogan. But here's the thing. If you support Rogan, oh, is this going to piss people off today? Because I know how people think. 
if you support Rogan, you should be supporting anyone, 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 raise your hand. Yes, we got a winner, Sean Mooney. You can take, uh, you can pick anything you want from the prize closet, the Opie Radio prize closet. Yes, if you support Rogan and support his right to do his show the way he wants to do his show, then you got to support Whoopi. But that does, that's not how it works in this day and age. It's uh, pretty much the Civil War has begun. Uh, it's being fought, uh, for the most part, online. And you just want someone taken out on the other side. And that's what this has uh, come down to. But if you really believe in the First Amendment, if you really believe that cancel culture is out of control, if you really believe censorship is out of control, then you should support Joe Rogan and you should support uh, Whoopi Goldberg. And I'm not a fan of Whoopi, and I told Whoopi, I told her back in the day when she wouldn't support Don Imus. I'm like, you're dumb, man. Eventually, they're going to come for you. They always come for, you know, pretty much everybody that's out there trying to provide content. And sure enough, they're now coming for her. She will be fired. They're just going through the, uh, the proper channels. She's got to do her two-week suspension, and then after that... There'll be some weird statement that Whoopi has decided to take some time and blah, 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 blah. And I don't think that's good. I don't think that's good for any content provider out there to wish uh, uh, Whoopi to be fired. Even if you don't like her. She should have uh, the freedom to say stupid stuff on her dumb TV show that no one should be taking seriously anyway. Same with Rogan. Same with Rogan. Someone asked me today what... What do you think the, the big issue is out there? And I said, I think the issue is that too many people are listening to just one source when it comes to some of these heavy, uh, heavy topics. They, they pick one source, and whatever that person is saying, they, they buy it hook, line, and sinker, and that is it. No one should, uh, no one should take what uh, Rogan uh, is saying completely seriously. He's not an expert. I don't agree with uh, some of his stances during the during the pandemic, but I uh, I will fight for his right to be able to do his show the way he wants to do it. Uh, John Quartz, if you're going to podcasts or chat shows for medical or political advice, you're part of the problem. One hundred percent. You should be doing your own research. You should be uh, you should be listening to a whole bunch of different people, and then make a more educated uh, uh, I guess guess. Is it a guess in the end? Then make an educated guess what you want to do. That's why I didn't get a, a booster shot right away. I wasn't sure. So I wanted to take my sweet old time. I, I made sure I was very, very careful out there in public. I definitely still wear a mask wherever I go because uh, there's just filthy animals in general out there. I want, I want to wear a mask even when the pandemic is over. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Whoopi's in trouble, you know. Um, uh, for some reason, you can't be you can't be stupid. <laughs> she showed incredible ignorance, but I don't I, I don't think she was trying to be. Uh, I don't know. I don't think she was trying to be uh, offensive. I think she was trying to give everybody a history lesson, and it turns out that she's just stupid. But I'm telling you, man. But I told this to Whoopi as well. I said, look, you gotta you gotta support everybody that gets in trouble. For doing their radio show, their podcast, or their TV show, even if you don't agree with those people and what they're saying, because eventually they will go after you. I said that to her. Because as a comic, she should have stuck up for Don Imus. 
Because I'll say it another hundred times. Don Imus was just trying to go for uh, maybe a cheap joke. I don't know. A shock jock joke. I don't know. Maybe just a joke joke uh, that morning. And uh, Whoopi knows that. But Whoopi, because of the race angle, she was very, very happy that Don Imus got himself fired, which was uh, not fair. He got railroaded. He got railroaded by Al Sharpton. Good old Al Sharpton, who tried to get me and Anthony fired back in the day. That is a true story. Uh, If you're listening to a guy who commentated while people were locked in a box with snakes, that speaks volumes for you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Look, don't don't ever underestimate how stupid people are in America, though. Uh... But, you know, Neil Young's got to relax. Joni Mitchell's got to relax. I actually tweeted. I said, does anyone actually stream Joni Mitchell music? And, wow, did the Joni Mitchell fans come out of the woodwork. It turns out, I guess she does very, very well with her, with uh, the amount of streams she gets for her, I have to say it, her terrible music. I was never into Joni Mitchell. I, I, I did not like her, uh, her sound at all. All right, let's go to Henry Yates. The problem is Whoopi is truly funny. She seems to have forgotten that. If she would act like she did when she came into your old show, people would be way more likely to cut her some slack for being stupid. Eh. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that. It, it falls on uh, political lines. So uh, the right uh, is very, very excited that Whoopi's in trouble and that uh, she might be taken out by the fact that she was stupid on The View. And I think uh, I don't think that's good, man. Because because then the left's gonna go after one of your guys. Well, they have. And what does that accomplish in the end? What it accomplishes is everyone is too scared to speak their mind on their radio show, their podcast, their TV show. Uh, they're gonna keep it just very effing boring. And as a consumer of content, you don't want that. I want I want to watch uh, Whoopi Goldberg saying stupid stuff. I want Joe Rogan spewing all sorts of conspiracy crap. I like all that. I don't want to watch Drew Barrymore being overly nice day after day as she looks like Annie Hall. Who wants that? It's boring. She defended Michael Vick. I think it was on her uh, first episodes. Well, that's just stupid. That's just being blind. That's just being blind because of your race. I mean, Michael Michael Vick was just a terrible person, what he was doing with those doggies. But then enough time goes by, and people are like, oh, you're good now. Michael Vick, you're good now. You want to pet a puppy? Here, have this puppy. Uh, Rachel, freedom of speech is not freedom of consequences, especially in the form of public, excuse me, of public opinion. You guys are 100% right. I guess I come from it from a different angle because I'm a content provider and I know that people have been railroaded for just trying to do their, uh, their show. And that's what drives me nuts. It absolutely drives me nuts. I don't think Whoopi's intention was to, to, uh, do go on that show and uh, piss off millions upon millions of people. I think she was trying I think she was trying to educate people. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I love the fact that she's squirming, but you know, I'd be a phony if I if I didn't stick up for her cuz I I you have to stick up for these people. Yeah, you, you have to. 
You absolutely have to. And I know there's people out there that'll just go, F her. I understand all that, but F her. She took too many shots at my side and my political party, so screw her. Neil Young has pushed false information, so they both should be quiet. I don't know the false information Neil Young pushed. I feel like, I definitely think he's wrong with this whole Neil uh, Neil Young, this whole uh, Joe Rogan thing. I, I think he's absolutely wrong. Uh, in the end, I mean, I think you should get your medical advice from uh, professionals, doctors, and scientists. And if he has, uh, and if uh, Joe Rogan has some fringe people on his show, then you got to be smart enough to go, wait, I, I got to do a deeper dive into some of this stuff. Well, he'll continue to be successful. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. I think Spotify, I think all they have to do is just hold on tight and wait for the circus to move on to the next thing. That's all they have to do. It's still uh, it's still a little heavy right now, but eventually uh, they will pack up their stupid circus tent and they'll move on to something else. So it'll be very interesting. So far, so good, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Scott Arsenault. I think Neil Young thought he was more powerful than he is, and I also think that uh, Joe's podcast is taken out of context. He does a two to three hour conversation and they take uh, two seconds of it. Oh my God, 100%. You're 100% right. It's all about sound bites. You're, all you need is one bad sound bite out there and they will come for you. Scott Arsenal, I'm glad Spotify had the balls to stand up and say, yeah, F you. Well, I do like that, 100%. But don't forget, there was money at play here, too. Joe Rogan brings in a stupid amount of money for Spotify. So they're going to obviously uh, protect him, probably more than others that would spew the same crap on their podcast. They wouldn't be as quick to defend those people. You know, it comes down to the almighty dollar as well. That's absolutely in play here. I believe that Sirius always hated uh, the Opie and Anthony show. Um, you know, XM lost out in the merger. Uh, we were one of very few people that survived the merger because we were bringing in so much money for Sirius. But soon as uh, soon as it went the other way, where we where they weren't making as much money off us, they couldn't wait to get rid of us. Oh my God! And that's how that works in the end. It's all about the almighty dollar. So although Spotify, I, I am happy that they're sticking by Joe Rogan, there is absolutely money in play as well here. They, uh, they make so much money off Joe Rogan. It's, an, it's absolutely, i got to say, Joe Rogan is absolutely a phenomenon out there. It's unbelievable how many people are, uh, are downloading and listening to his podcast on a, on a daily basis, too. And they're, they're eating up those three-hour shows like it's nothing. No, I have not, John Doe. I'm scared to put your comment on the big screen. But uh, the building behind me, which is lit up all nice right now, um, I have seen some things. I've seen some things, especially on that top floor, which seems to be a rental. And there was a period, this was a bunch of years ago, it was a guy and, uh, and two ladies, and they, uh, and they did some things, I'll just say that. And they did some things a lot. And I might have made popcorn one night just to check it out. And then uh, one day, it was a very, very sad day. 
when I, I went to check things out and the apartment was completely empty, they moved. And I think my wife is like, what's wrong? What's wrong with you today? I'm like, oh, nothing. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. <laughs> Boo 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 bo